1: Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
2: The title of the message is God's Cure for Worry, God's Cure for Worry, based on Psalm 23 and verse 1, by virtue of this introduction to the Psalms. Let me mention that Psalm 23 is the best known and most loved of the 150 Psalms in the Bible. Those who read and meditate on the 23rd Psalm soon discover it to be a rare and priceless jewel within the treasury of God's Word. With a compassionate voice, it speaks to all nationalities, all cultures, all generations, all classes, to both rich and poor, young and old, black and white, male and female, saint and sinner. Countless multitudes, while pondering its simple yet profound message, have allowed it to change their lives, dry their tears, renew their hope, calm their nerves, Heal their hurts, touch their hearts, and bless your souls. See, in the scriptures, God has chosen to reveal his relationship to his people in various ways. For example, he is the potter and we are the clay. He is the father and we are the children. He is a bridegroom and we are the bride. He is a master and we are the servants. He is a vine and we are the branches. He is a physician and we are the patients. He is a captain, and we are the army. And he is a redeemer, and we are the redeemed. But in Psalm 23, he has chosen to reveal himself to us as shepherd. It doesn't matter who you may be, what position you may hold, how full your bank account may be, or how uh, healthy you are, or what degree of education you have or how smart you may think you are or how valuable the possessions you have we still all need a shepherd to look after us for every one of us here have battles that have to be fought enemies that have to be overcome fears that have to be faced temptations that have to be resisted Burdens that have to be borne, problems that have to be solved, anxieties that have to be calmed, hungers that have to be satisfied, thirsts that have to be quenched, and storms that have to be encountered. But having given this very brief introduction to Psalm 23, I want to look at the first cause of stress in our lives, worry, and God's cure for it. We all have pet worries, finances, jobs, relationships, marriage, children, uh, health, and uh, you name it. But there are three problems with worry. Worry is unhelpful, it is unreasonable, and it is unhealthy. Let me just uh, say something about each one. Worry is unhelpful because... It never accomplishes anything. It never solves anything. It is like racing your car engine. You create a lot of noise and smoke, but you don't get anywhere. Worry has never solved a problem. Worry can't change the past if you worry about it. Worry can't control the future. It only makes us miserable today it is unhelpful, it does not work. But worry also is unreasonable. It exaggerates your problems, makes mountains out of molehills. It just makes problems seem bigger and bigger. The more you review something you are worried about, the bigger it gets. To worry about something you can't change is useless. And to worry about something you can change is foolish. Change it. Either way, don't worry. And then it is unhealthy. The body was not made to worry. It is unnatural. You see, when you worry, you get ulcers, uh, backaches, headaches, insomnia, and a number of other ailments. You know, plants and animals don't worry. The only thing that worries in all of God's creation is people, human beings. We were not born worrying. We have to learn to worry. We have to practice to be good at worrying. But the good news is that if worry is learned, then it can also be unlearned. So the question is what is God's cure for worry? And the number one point is that we need to believe that God will take care of us, or believe that God will take care of you. Psalm 23 and verse 1 The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. You see, if I believe that God is going to take care of me, then I'm not going to worry. How does making God our shepherd cure us from the stress of worry? You have to know something about the responsibilities of a shepherd. And there are four of them that I want to mention here. Uh, shepherd provides. He provides food, shelter, the basic necessities for his sheep. And then secondly, a shepherd protects. He defends against enemies, against um, everything that would cause harm uh, to the sheep. Then number three, a shepherd guides. He leads sheep when they are confused and don't know which way to go. And then fourth, a shepherd corrects. Any problem that comes along, he corrects it. And the amazing thing is this. God has promised to do these four things in our life if we let him be our shepherd. He says, I will provide for you. I will protect you. I will guide you. I will correct the problems that you have in your life. If you let me be your shepherd. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 11 puts it this way God takes care of his people like a shepherd. And Philippians chapter 4, and verse 19 My God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. This doesn't say God will meet all of your greed. There's a difference between needs and wants. If God met all of our wants, we would have become we would it would easily um, it would be easier for us to become spoiled and self-centered. He's not going to give us everything that we want, but Paul says God will meet all of your needs. He doesn't say God might or God will think about it. He says God will. That means God's character is on the line. He's either going to do it or he is a liar. So when God makes a promise, his character is on the line. The text says God will meet all your needs. What does all include? It includes everything from medical bills, mortgage and rent payments, financial needs, health needs, relational needs. Yes, everything. If God has promised in his word to provide for all our needs, to protect us, to guide us when we are confused and to correct the problems in our life, then what is left to worry about? Nothing. So, when you have an insurance policy, once you know what is covered, that in that policy, you don't worry about it anymore. If something happens, whatever is covered, you don't have to worry about that. In the Bible, there are over 7,000 promises. That is coverage God puts on your life. When you understand them, what is left? To worry about it's a worry is unnecessary if Jesus Christ is your shepherd anytime a Christian worries he or she is saying God is not going to keep his promises God is not going to take care of my needs if it is if it is to be it's up to me I don't believe God will do what he says he will do and that's an affront to God if you are a believer, if God is your shepherd and your father. But the second question that we, we need to look at is, how can I let God be my shepherd? How can I let God be my shepherd? And the first um, thing is to accept Jesus Christ as Lord. As your Lord. God is not the shepherd of everyone. He's only the shepherd of those who let him be their shepherd. David said the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord can't be your shepherd until the shepherd is your Lord. The two go together. You can't ask him to be your shepherd without allowing him to be the Lord of your life. What does... It means to be Lord. It means to be in control. Lord simply means whoever is in charge. Today we might say the boss, the CEO, the chairman of the board. But Lord means the person who is in control, calling the shots. Jesus Christ is Lord in your life if he is calling the shots. If he is not calling the shots, then he is not Lord. And if he is not Lord, then he is not your shepherd. Because the Lord is my shepherd, says, says David. To accept Jesus as Lord means three things. But let's look at um, what John ten fourteen and 27 uh, has to say. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I laid down my life for the sheep. Sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Now the three words are here which are important. The words know, listen, and follow. Follow. That is what it means to have Jesus Christ as your Lord. You know Jesus, you listen to him, and you follow him. You put him in control. The root behind behind worry is a fear that we are not in control of our situation. Worry is always an attempt to control the uncontrollable. Worry is assuming responsibility God never meant for us to have. Whenever you try to control the uncontrollable, you are going to worry. Worry is a warning light. Whenever you start to worry, the light should go off. Warning, you're trying to control too much. Every time you start to worry, you're trying to control something that you shouldn't be trying to control in the first place. Who is in control of your life? God gives you the option. He doesn't force himself into anyone's life. There are two options. Either you can be in control of your life, or you can let God be in control of your life. God doesn't co-pilot. You hear that often said, but God doesn't co-pilot. He is the pilot. You see, if he was the co-pilot then when you crash, he'd get the blame. (laughs) You see, if if you're running your life without God's direction, you ought to be worried. Most things in your life aren't in your control. So you have every reason to worry. But if God is running your life, and he is your Lord and your shepherd, You know he can control anything and everything so you don't have to worry. But the second thing uh, about um, God being your shepherd is begin praying about everything. Begin praying about everything. Pray about all the stuff you usually worry about. Just talk to God. Someone says, I don't have... Time to pray. Well, do you have time to worry? You see, if we prayed about all the things that we worry about, we would have a lot less to worry about. See, worry doesn't change anything, prayer does. Prayer gets in touch with God who can change things. Whenever I'm worried, I have two options I can panic. Or I can pray. And Philippians chapter 4, uh, 6 and 7 uh, from the New Living Translation says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. It says everything. Don't just pray about religious stuff. There are a lot of people, when they pray, pray prayers they think God wants to hear rather than praying about the real things happening in their lives. But um, Paul is saying here, pray about everything If it is big enough to worry about, it is big enough to pray about God's ability is greater than our anxiety And so Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7 Cast all your anxiety on him Because he cares for you Cast means to unload, to let go Prayer is an incredible stress reliever. So, whatever you are stressed out about, upset about, irritated about, cast it all on God. The problem really is that most of us do the casting like we do in fishing we cast our worries out and then we reel it back in. But the third thing that you need to do if you want to deal with worry is. Live one day at a time. Live one day at a time. Matthew chapter 6 in verse 34 in the Living Bible paraphrase says, So don't be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of your tomorrow too. Live one day at a time. Jesus is saying, Don't open your umbrella until it starts raining Today is the tomorrow that you worried about yesterday When you worry you can't do anything about yesterday You can't control tomorrow All you do is to um, be miserable today and mess up your life today Because you can't do anything about the past You can't do anything about the future All you do is mess up the present moment. The future sometimes may seem overwhelming. But God has put it in little bite sizes. He gives it to us in 24-hour increments at a time. Live one day at a time. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 11 says, Give us today our daily bread. He didn't say the bread for tomorrow, the bread for next week, or for next year, or when you retire. No, Jesus is saying, "This day, give me this day our daily bread." Overcoming worry is a day-to-day choice. There's no pill that can take that can uh, that can um, you can take to stop worrying. Worry and the antidote to it is going to be a daily choice sometimes hourly sometimes moment by moment times when you say am I going to believe the Lord is my shepherd or am I going to believe that I'm my own Lord who is in control of my life who is calling the shots you see if I am in control then I have a lot to worry about But if God is in control It is his problem And he can handle it So what is it that Has you worried today What is it that causes you To fuss and fume To toss and turn Wondering is it ever going to work out What is it that When you think about it You get a pit in your stomach I don't know what You're going through right now But that doesn't really matter, because God does know. God knows exactly what you are going through. As Matthew chapter 6 and verse 32 and 33 tells us, your Heavenly Father already knows perfectly well what you need, and he will give them to you if you give him first place in your life and live as he wants you to wants you to I don't know what you're worried about or stressed out about today but I do know this God loves you and cares about your stress and is ready to help you when you can say the Lord is my shepherd and mean it you are going to stop worrying Don't carry that burden around for uh, another second. It is unnecessary. Jesus um, tells us that we can cast our burdens on him. And so let us do that and stop worrying about some of the day-to-day things that happen. And we will continue to worry about them if we think that we are the ones in control. Just to know that your shepherd is always present, makes all the difference in the world. Just to realize that when trouble comes, he's present. That when sorrow comes, he's present. That when frustrations come, he's present. That when ill health comes, he's present. That when opposition comes, he's present. And that means more than mere words can express. Just to realize That when your burdens become heavy, he is near. That when your circumstances are overwhelming, he is near. That when your resources run out, he is near. That when your heart is breaking, he is near. That when your problems pile up, he is near. That when your health breaks down, he is near. And that is a wonderful, glorious, reassuring, comforting, delightful, and secure feeling to know that the Lord is near. And so we can say with the writer, God never fails. God never fails. He abides in me. He gives me victory. No, God never fails. Just keep the faith and never cease to pray. Just walk upright. Call on him noon, day, or night. He'll be there. He'll be there. There's no need to worry, for God never fails. Amen.
1: Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.